Hey everybody, welcome to the At Cause podcast. I'm here with Kevin Cougar, and uh, my name is Nelson Anderson, and we work over here at Full Sail Media. Thanks for joining us. Uh, well, Kevin, what are we going to talk about today? It's our third podcast, and we're talking about what to do when things get effed up, when things get messed up. Yeah, that happens sometimes, right? From a manager's perspective, from a customer's perspective, from an employee's perspective, from all three perspectives, what to do when things hit the fan. All right, all right. But before we talk about things getting hit by the fan, <laughs> we, uh, I, I, I wouldn't let this moment pass. This is a really special like time for you right now, right? I mean, what's happening this weekend? This weekend I'm getting married. Yay! On Saturday. Come right. rain or shine. Well, congratulations. I look forward to being there and be uh and supporting you i'm excited so i'm excited as well i didn't so. know whether what goes into planning a wedding uh, it's the biggest project i've ever planned i mean and it's a small wedding i'm most excited for you to be less stressed out yes that's what i'm I, most excited i just for. want to get uh, get it done with i hope my fiance never sees this podcast i yeah. just want to get it done and, with. and love is obviously <laughs> in the air because we just found out Devin, Devin is engaged Devin, congratulations Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, all right, we got that out of the way. It's, uh, it's been too long since we've done this. We do have to talk about that. Um, we have to do this more regularly, Kevin. So, Can you tell me, I want to know, uh, biggest F-up you've experienced in your career? Oh, biggest F-up in my career. Uh, beside, okay, I, I, I got two big F-ups, and I'm going right. to quantify them in, uh, like, I chose a wrong place to go, like uh, a wrong company to go work for. Got it. Uh, so that was after I did like five years at a government IT reseller and uh, had, a, had a great, great uh, place to work there. Some things happened and I ended up jumping ship before the ship went down, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so I went to a competitor of theirs and it was absolutely the worst the worst place I could have chose, like the absolute worst place. Uh, so as far as like career choices, and it was worse because of culture, because like the office was gross and dingy. It was like, it was like a dorm, mm. like a dude's dorm, right? Got it. Uh, it stunk a little bit. I was on a, a folding chair and folding table that I shared with somebody else trying to sell like <laughs> million dollar software projects. Like it just wasn't working. So, and then, and then the second one, I, I was telling the team this the other day was uh, like in, in, in the print world, uh, this was probably about eight years ago. It was first, when we first got into doing wide format, like I was running the equipment and I had printed on this material that was mesh, right? Mm -hmm. It was like this banner material, like you'll see it like in construction sites. Uh, where they cover up all their mess and what they're doing. So uh, this is the first time I had printed this, and it was a big order, and uh, I had to stay all night to print this thing. And so I rolled this stuff up in the machine, and it was printing, and everything was going great. I was so proud of myself. And it was running so nice that, you know, normally you would take the material off, like stop it, cut the material off, and start, like, hemming it and making right. it into a banner, Right. Uh, but it was running and ro rolling up so nice. I was just like, man, I'm going to let this thing roll, right? So I get the whole job done. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, right? And so I was like, all right, I'm going to get these things hemmed tomorrow morning. I was going to go to bed, and I was looking forward to, you know, getting in the car and getting home. So 
I just said, but I'm going to hem one of them just to make sure this thing turns out yeah. A plus for the customer, right? Got it. And so I do it and I go to hem it and I get this thing hemmed and I realized that there was a liner on this mesh material and I had printed on the liner. Oh. And I had to reprint the whole job. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't damage the material, but I had, yeah, but I had time, wasted. What time do you get done with that? Hours. <laughs> I, I got done at probably eight o'clock the next morning and then we had to go right into hemming them but oh uh this was this was years and years ago and uh you know that's how you learn right i'll never that's make that not, mistake twice never twice but i effed it up pretty good that sounds like a pretty good one <laughs> i uh i i think oftentimes about okay so i started my career in the creative world the creative space in performing yeah and i was getting ready for a show and we had an early morning call, well, a matinee performance of a show that we were doing. And we got called in, and we might have to change the rating on this podcast after I tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. And we, we had an early call for publicity shoots followed by a matinee performance of this show that we were doing. And I woke up late, and I just had to, like, book it to the theater. And I mean, just, like, like a movie, like yeah. running through the theater to get there for these promo shoots. And I'm throwing on my costume. And I'm throwing on the parts that matter because they just want the big part, which is like the sequin tuxedo. So I get in there for this, these, these, perform, this, these shoots and I'm wearing the sequin tuxedo and we did the photos and everybody's sitting around talking and all of a sudden the stage manager calls places for us to get ready to go into the actual performance. Yeah. And we've been spending all this time backstage and I hadn't really thought about it and we, we finished up our conversations and she's getting pretty heated. We got to get to places and I run backstage to where my location is and music going and it's time for the show and I get on stage and in the in in this particular show there's something that's called a live costume change okay which means that this sequin tuxedo is a reversible jacket and snappable pants okay and so I'm on stage at this precise moment that this costume change is coming up I realized that I was late for my photo shoot that I ran through the, the theater at 100 miles an hour that I was also only wearing the top layer of my costume so I'm standing there and my dance partner in this particular show, and this is 20, 22 years ago, uh, their, her responsibility is when I turn left, she's supposed to grab the top two click buttons on the, the seam of these pants. And I'm supposed to turn out of these pants and change, then you're in a Stop different it. pair of pants. Really? So I'm in a matinee show in the middle of the afternoon and I have this sudden thought where I turn to my left and I realize she's going to go for my pants, and I have no choice but to turn, so I'm kind of in this half, oh my God, don't, and this half, I'm not going to turn out of these, and so she grabs the side of my <laughs> pants, I turn the left, I shoot her a look like, don't you dare, <laughs> she pulls the top two buttons, and we're in a tug of war on my pants in the middle of this show before she realizes she gets about halfway down my pant leg before she realizes she's just seen boxer shorts. Yes. So there I am really close to center stage trying to fight my pants back up in the middle of this matinee <laughs> performance. And what it taught me was slow down. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. Think things through. And also be careful to wear both layers of your costume before you go on, stay, uh, on, uh, on a show. So that's the, not the biggest uh, screw up of my career, but one that certainly sits with, with me. I don't forget right. that. I haven't forgotten it in 22 years. <laughs> and it's a funny ass story. <laughs> yep, it's a funny ass story. <laughs> that's pretty so, good. So the point of the conversation is what do we do when things get effed up? Right. Um, and for me, I think, first thing is I think no matter whether no matter the size of the error there's always something to leverage as the win or the takeaway yeah. from the mistake that that we've made 
Um, I, I, as somebody who's a, I, a little bit obsessive about integrity, uh, my, one of my mentors from 100 years ago told me that integrity is being where you say you're going to be, when you say you're going to be there, doing the thing that you said you were going to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I try to remind myself of that often because we get really busy. Things get, the stakes get really high. There's a lot of demands in the creative, you know, the creative industry and in the, in the marketing industry for, you know, quick solutions for getting things done right now. Um, and oftentimes I have to remind myself that at the core of what we're doing is that idea that I need to show up for my client the way that I said I was going to. Mm -hmm. And if I, and if I make a mistake, if I'm not showing up the way that I said I'm going to, to knock it back in, into integrity, to, to knock it back for the client and say, actually, I, I want to take ownership of this gap that we, that we found ourselves in right. and look for the wins in there. Yeah. Because oftentimes there's, at least in my experience, there's sometimes a better solution right behind the mistake. Right. Um, sometimes there's, a, there's something to leverage for the future right behind a mistake. Um, and so that's something I try to keep at heart or at the, at the center of my thinking when I think about mistakes on the job. Yeah, yeah. We've always seen it as, uh, you know, coming from just, you know, the, the model has changed for our company so much in the past three years. Uh, but I, I, can, I can remember that, you know, in print specifically, it's, it's not if a mistake's gonna happen, it's when, right? Mm -hmm. when, when is it going to happen? Uh, and we would have these conversations with our clients all the time. It's like, you know, we're gonna be there we're going to own it. And one thing that I was taught early, early on is especially with print is it's usually there in front of them, mm. right? It's, they see it. Sure. And so go get it from them as soon as possible, Sure. <laughs> right? Snatch it up and get it out of their face and fix it, right? right? Be all over it and fix it. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's how you handle the F ups is, is how the relationship is going to it's the relationship trajectory so it can it can build relationships mm -hmm. stronger and stronger now i would say continued f-ups is a different story right but it's it's learning from them um and i you know that's that's business though and i, I one of the things that you know we talk about you know how how we do it and with our customers but i i want to crack the 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 soda can on how how do we do it with you know our employees like right like when they mess up or when we mess up and it negatively affects our employees mm -hmm. um, is that that's a question I would love to hear you answer is like, you know, when, when cuss, like I've always said, I've never, I'll, I've never fired anybody for, for making a mistake. Right. Right. For, for screwing up. I fired people for bad attitudes and right. I fired people for what you just said, lack of integrity. Right. Right. And those are, those are two things that like, you know, are, we can't go anywhere from here. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, but for a mistake or an F up, like, you know, where, where do you find yourself in that conversation and how do you handle that conversation with an employee? I mean, an F up is a coachable moment, right? Yeah. Like the minute that there is a gap, something newly discovered that didn't go well, it's an opportunity, at least in my thinking and the people that I work with and that I get the, the, the privilege of, of mentoring or managing 
um, when there's a mistake that happens, it's an opportunity to, to leverage a win out of it. Yeah. What should we have done differently? What could we do differently? First, uh, to your point though, what do we need to own here for the client? And what do we need to make sure that they're aware is going on? I don't believe in just because they haven't seen it yet or just because they don't know about it doesn't mean that you don't need to take ownership of it. Yeah. Because the worst thing you can do is cover up an F up yeah. and then a month later it gets discovered and you didn't take ownership for it. So right. for me, I think it's a, it's a powerful coaching moment to be able to say, hey, this didn't go well or that didn't go well. What can we do now to do things differently? What should we do in, you know? And I think that's where some of our best processes come from is that we could have done something differently or gotten a different result if we had created a process or instituted a policy around how we're going to show up in this particular moment or in this particular set of circumstances. So I think it's a coachable moment. Um, and I also it, to like try to enroll the person that I'm talking with in the solution. Mm -hmm. What do you see as the opportunity to go from? I mean, it's, it's not as effective from a coaching standpoint for me to point and say, do it this way, it'll go differently if you, and it'll have these results. But it's far more impactful, I think, to be able to say to someone, what do you see as an opportunity here? Where do you take it from, from here? Mm -hmm. It gives them an opportunity to clean it up and it gives them an opportunity to craft their, pa their, their path from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I think maybe that's probably obvious to, to a lot of people, but I also think it's underrated is giving people the opportunity to be responsible for cleaning up their own gaps. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I like that, I haven't thought about that, is, is giving them the ownership of it to say, hey, I see it. Because that, that's probably what's worse than screwing up is like that feeling of I've disappointed people and I can't do anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. that, that feeling of helplessness, but being able to clean it up mm -hmm. gets rid of that, right? And yeah. they're actually able to do something in order to fix the problem, just right. like we would. And we feel, you know, as as owners, you know, and, and managers, we feel responsible and feel like we need to do it, right? right. But I think that what you're saying is a great point. Build it with them. Like, do it with them, right? Yeah. And ask the questions. Absolutely. Nice, nice. Now, yeah. how about when... No, go ahead. When you, when you F up. I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was asking you because I've never. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I mean, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I will say that like lessons that come out of making mistakes are things that that are invaluable. Especially, I mean, the creative process is so iterative. It mm -hmm. is something where it's like version one looks like this. Whoop! Version one fell flat. Yeah. Okay. Version two looks like this. Oh version two is closer, but fell flat right. because so much of the creative work that I get to do, um, that we get to do, uh, is iterative by nature. I think I've learned to roll with the screw ups a little bit, a little bit better right. than maybe if it wasn't, if I wasn't in an iterative process, right. everything is, is gold. If you mine for it the right way, yeah. right? Like yeah. if you look for the, for the, the fault lines and the mistakes, Everything will, it, what you put into pre-production, you pull out in post, I guess is what I'm trying right, to say. Right. Um, and you're, and looking at your mistakes is no different. You're going to make them. It's going to be an iterative process. Things are going to fall flat. What do you make from those mistakes is really where the good stuff and creative work I think comes from. hundred percent. So I, that, I try to remember that when I'm making mistakes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. also I, I try not to be so rigid with myself. I mean, I am someone who's really hyper vigilant about my work. Like I'm pretty 
touchy about my work. Not you. Um, I, I try to get myself. Yeah, a little hypervigilant, uh, which means that I can focus on, I, on, on one aspect of a project that's not going well yeah. and forget all the other parts of the project that are going really well. And I right. think that that's one of my weaknesses. And it's something that I try to work on in my own career is that like, there are nine other parts of this project that are going well and you're picking the one out of 10 that isn't, and you're hyper focused on that. I try to look a little bit wider, open the aperture and yeah. see what else is going right about the process and lean in yeah. uh, to the things about the process that are going well. Right, right. Um, I would say that you, you, you knocked that one out of the park is for me, I'm, I'm always quick to like say I'm sorry, right? Right. Like I, I run to whoever and it once once I figure out I'm I'm pretty hard stance on how I feel and, and you know when I'm talking to somebody and then when I realize that I was wrong or I effed up and I need to go make amends. It's right. like it's like I can't do anything else gotta, until that's fixed. Gotta get to so it. So I gotta I gotta get to that first, <laughs> right? That's like my first course. That's just that's just, you know, uh, how I roll and I can't function. I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's just So after 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 that happens, um, I would say then uh, then it's just you know owning it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to own it. We have to learn from it. And I think what you said before was not be so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we think so many times with whether it's employee, a customer, a friend, a partner right. that as soon as we let them know that we effed up that it's over yeah right and it's it's the old adage of you have to put in more deposits right than withdrawals right and you're you know not that it's pretty but you're going to make some withdrawals you're going to you're going to you're going to screw up in any relationship customer employee partner friend and uh and it's so important for us to be putting in the deposits every mm -hmm. day um and uh and and that's that's daily work right that's, yeah that's that's the nine to five so to speak got it of uh of how we're that's that's some marriage advice too good good timing is, yeah, yeah good timing <laughs> i'm taking notes as we go <laughs> so i i heard somebody say this is just this is just today uh i was i was watching another podcast i forgot what it was so sorry i'm not going to give it credit but uh but he he talks specifically about uh we all want to think life is about drinking margaritas in Jamaica or on a, on an Island somewhere. Right. right? So that's, good. that's a, that's a moment. That's a highlight reel, right? That's one moment, but that's not life. Right. Life is, you know, sitting down at the breakfast table. Life is how your partner welcomes you home when you're coming home from work. Right. Right. And that, that 10 minutes, that 30 minutes, that hour at dinner and getting those right will make, 80% of your life, great. Wow. Uh, but it's it's the daily work in order to get those done. So I don't know how we got sidetracked into that. But I mean, I thought it was I, a great segue. <laughs> I'm taking marriage advice. Right. But, you know, making those those little moments, those interactions, uh, and making the, the essentially deposits, right? right? Deposits into the relationship. That goes with customers. That goes with employees. That goes with friends and partners. So. Can I take a, a hard right on that point? Yeah, I, I'm curious. Uh, when, when we talk about, I mean, we're marketers and we're, we're, we're our clients' partners. And we're talking about mistakes that we make and it's mistakes that our employees make. I'm curious what you see when we can see sometimes around a corner 
that our client is making a choice that we would not make that, right. that may lean may, may go south on us right um how do you approach that when you see a client is either has made an error or is about to make an error not for their not not in their best interest <laughs> yeah. Yeah. how do you express that without turning the client off or or causing damage in the relationship uh i think it goes back to what we just said is making you know like with all of our clients we have a plan mm -hmm. we identify what we're trying to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish um and uh and we work the plan and right. we, and we just had one it got sideways on us right and you of all people did a tremendous job with uh not you of all people of all you, people yeah, you of, of all, all people, people. No, you <laughs> did a wonderful job of bringing them back to hey this is not what we talked about right this is fine if this is what you want to do uh but this is not recommended right? right and and being clear i think uh i heard it best uh kind is clear uh yeah C clear is kind unclear is unkind right Got it. and being very clear and respectful about you know where you, we feel like this is not this is not in their best interest and the, the 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 secret is not in that conversation the secret is in the work that's done beforehand of us showing uh the client that we care showing the client that we did the work with right. you right we built this up until now and now you're banking right right you know and i i'm i'm seeing it and i'm raising my hand up because i'm not in the weeds like they are right? right they're they're running this day to day so we're on we're you know as as their marketing partner we're kind of sitting up here you know doing the the marketing tasks but seeing how the business is flowing as well right absolutely um and so it's uh it's it's interesting you bring that up because uh and who's right and who's wrong i mean i, I think that that's uh, only time tells right. right and uh could it have been better well you never know right right so i i think that's it's uh uh i think it only earns respect when you just speak clearly uh we can be wrong sure i'm okay with it being wrong i'm okay with it being uh, wrong but i you know i would not want to blindly go into a direction that we said we weren't going to go or uh see it going bad and not say anything right i think that's the worst mm -hmm. is uh is is you ending up in the doldrums and being yeah. like i felt this coming i didn't say anything right yeah i so. think that's a growth area for me is just uh figuring out a way to uh, well artfully and consistently be able to coach people away from gaps sometimes i see when we are really close to our idea yeah. we can hold really tightly and when someone challenges yeah. our idea we can hold even tighter uh -huh. right instead uh -huh. of surrendering or releasing we're like no no no, it's mine and this is right for the following reasons and get really get get uh -huh. stuck on it and we're the professional right we know we know <laughs> um and so that's something that i think is a growth edge for me is getting more practice at artfully getting people to see the alternatives to like the it's my idea and here this is how it goes so i appreciate yeah. that oh that's good that's good very cool all right so that's what to do when you f up yeah own it own it make amends fix the problem as soon as possible leverage the win leverage look for the, the gold very cool love it well thanks to everybody for coming to the third episode of the at cause podcast again i'm kevin kukar i'm nelson anderson thanks for joining us guys it was a great talk